All right, if y'all lift him up with us this morning, walk in the light. <laughs> Beautiful light. <laughs> Come where the dew drops. Of mercy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord, shine all around us. Jesus is the light of the world. Bless his name. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Good evening to each of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing. We're exceedingly glad. Good to see each of you on tonight. I pray that your day has gone well. I pray that uh, you have been incredibly blessed and you've been aware of just how blessed you are on this day. God has been good to us. And in spite of all that you may be going through, uh, can you give God praise that you are going through, that you are here right now, that you are you are with us right now. You're able to tune in and to hear the word of God. I pray that it is a word that will bless you, will encourage you, word that will give you strength that you need to carry on uh, for the days of he- ahead. Walk in the light. Amen. It is a beautiful light. God bless you. Why don't we see who we get into the in, in our hall tonight, into, uh, into the room tonight. Amen. Ruth Dale is with us. God bless you, Sister Dale. Mrs. Cooley, God bless you, Sister Cooley. Good to see you. Oh, that's, that's Angela. Hey, Angie, how you doing? Bless you. Good to see you, Angela Cooley. Amen. Amen. Sister Cherie is with us. God bless you. Good to see you, Cherie. Betty Palmer is with us. God bless you. Good to see you, Palmer. Sister Palmer. Sister Linda Stewart, good to see you as well. God bless you. Good to see you. Clara Roberts is with us. Amen. Good to see you. Mother Curry. Mother Curry, we thank God for you, Mother. Mother Curry is with us. So, okay, I see it now. That that was that was Mother Minifield. I guess it was uh, Angie who, who helped to log her in. So, Whoever is with us, if it's Angela or Mother Minifield, good to see you both. Amen. Sharon Turner Davis, God bless you. Good to see you as well. Barbara Heard, God bless you. Listen, you know what we need you to do? Go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. Let them know that you are watching K Chapel Bible Study Live. Listen, I pray, I pray it's going to be a good word for you tonight. I got a, I got a sneaky suspicion in my spirit and in my bones 
you're going to be blessed by this word tonight. So go ahead and share it with your neighbor and your friends. While you're doing that, I want to remind you that we've got Family and Friends Day coming up this weekend, y'all. Family and Friends Day is coming up this weekend. I am looking forward to Family and Friends Day. We always have such a great time. And remember this Saturday, this Saturday, we're going to have the Family and Community Festival this Saturday. I want you to come out and be a part of that. And then on Sunday, uh, we've got the Family and Friends Day service on Sunday. So Saturday and Sunday, uh, the community, the Family and Community Fest on Saturday from 10 to 2 p.m. And then our worship service. We want all of our families, all of our friends to be a part of that service on Sunday, April 23rd. Wear your T-shirts. Amen. It's casual day. Uh, looks like it's going to be a great weekend weather-wise. So let's come out and have a great time. Uh, we're, we're claiming that it looks like looks like the weather is going to cooperate with us. So, yeah, y'all, let's have a good time. There's going to be food. There's going to be games. It's going to be fun. We're just going to have a great time in this community, lifting up the name of our Lord and our Savior, who is Jesus Christ. And then we're going to celebrate family and friends on Sunday as well. Amen. 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 God bless you. Margie Collins. Good evening, Sister Collins. Hey. How you doing? Uh, Marilyn Langford is with us. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Langford. Pauline Henderson is with us. Go ahead, share it. You know what to do. Push that button. Push that share. Push that like. Push those thumbs up. Thumb ups. Uh, thumb, thumbs. Thumbs. Yeah, thumbs up. That's it. <laughs> push those thumbs up. Uh, and let's get that algorithm working for us so we can get those numbers up. Listen, share it because we've got a great we've got a great word for you on tonight. Amen. Why don't we say a word of prayer and get into this study, get into this study. Our Father, our God, we do bless you. We bless you, O oh God, for who you are, for all that you do. And God, we pray, we pray right now that your spirit would dwell with us. We pray, God, that you would open our hearts to this study, open our hearts and our minds and our spirit to this word. Let us hear from you tonight. Let us hear exactly what you would have us to hear. Oh God, we need a fresh word. We need a right now word. We need, we need a rhema word, a word of life that speaks life to us. Oh God, we pray for that right now. Open our hearts, our ears, our minds, our spirits, that we might receive of thee, oh God. And in so doing, we would be strengthened for the days ahead. We ask it in Jesus' name. For his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. So listen, yeah, let's let's get into our word tonight. Um let me if, before we get to the, the the title of it, let me let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. Um have you ever felt like God was asking too much of you. Yeah, I'm just I'm just going to go on deep tonight. We're just going to go deep tonight. Have you ever felt like God was asking too much of you? Too much from you? And God is asking you to do too much, to take on too much, to be responsible for too much. Have you ever felt like you ever felt like, like what you were bearing was too much? What you were dealing with was too much? Now, some of you may not. Some of you may feel like, you know, I I, I can handle everything that, that God sends my way. And 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 if you're there, listen, I praise God. That, that, that you have that strength. There are some of us, there are a few people out there who might be able to relate to this question, who might be able to relate to life asking too much of them, taking too much from them. The load is too, too much to bear, right? Um, and so, and so what I want to do tonight, I want to prayerfully, I want to prayerfully um, give you some, 
some biblical nuggets that will help you, that will help you when it seems like um, God is being unreasonable. And so that, that's my topic for tonight, trusting God when he's being unreasonable. Trusting God when God is being unreasonable. Now, now I know some of you, this is going to mess with your theology because you, you're saying, well, God is never unreasonable. Whatever God asks, uh, he, it's a reasonable request. And, and, and I, I can get with you on that uh, because, because you're, you're saying, no, that, that God knows us and, and he asks things that are within reason because he knows how we're going to respond. And he, I get that. But I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about when you're in the moment. I'm talking about when it's just you, God, and that situation, and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how things are going to work out. You can't see the, the grand landscape of things like you can maybe 20 years from now, and you can look back over it, and you can see how things worked out. You can see where God was moving. You can see the footprints in the sand like that 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 great poem reminds us of and it's two sets of footprints and then there was one set and and God says that's when I carry you I'm not talking about then I'm talking about when you're in it and what God is asking of you feels like Lord you're being unreasonable now you don't have to you don't have to admit it on this line you, you don't have to say, yes, I've been there. If it's embarrassing for you, I get it. That's okay. Um, but 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 um, let me say this. Know that you're not by yourself. Can I show you? Can I give you just some examples of, of what I'm sure in the moment seem like unreasonable requests from God? Noah. I want you to build an ark. And I want you to make it 450 feet long and, and this high and, and, and with these many compartments. And I want you, Noah, to build it and, and, and put every animal, male and female, in the ark because I'm going to flood the earth with rain. Come on. Don't tell me God can't be unreasonable. It's unreasonable because at that point, Noah had not seen rain. What is rain? You're going to do what? You're going to flood the earth with what? Rain? Yeah. Yeah, God, God can be unreasonable sometimes. Yes, he can. Abraham, I want you to go to a land. I want you to know. First, I want you to leave your father's house. Right? <laughs> I, I want you to leave the, the the cushy life that you have with your father, where where everything is 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 known. There are no no, no unknowns. Life is good. I want you to leave all of that and go to a land that I will show you. Lord, couldn't you at least give me the name of, I mean, you know everything. You, you're the omniscient God. It's not like, it's not like you forgot the name of the city that you're sending me to. It seems like you could at least tell me the name of the city. And all I'm telling you is sometimes God seems unreasonable. He makes unreasonable requests. Okay, okay, stay right there. Elijah, I want you to go to a widow in Zarephath. She's a widow. She's poor. 
and she's a single mother. And I want you to knock on this poor widow, single mother's door and ask her in the middle of a drought to feed you. Y'all not talking to me. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to paint the picture of this God who sometimes makes unreasonable requests. Okay. Um, um, Adam, Adam, I'm putting you in this garden and and you can eat every fruit from every tree except this one don't don't go to this tree leave it alone it, every other tree is fine but leave this one alone and you know and i know have you ever seen those 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 scientific studies where 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 they have the child in the room and 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 they put candy or marshmallows in front of the child and they say to him listen uh don't don't eat any of these uh, and if you don't eat any of these, then, then there'll be a, a surprise for you when I get back. You know how unreasonable that is to, to put that kind of temptation in front of a child and say, don't do it. It's not just tempting for a child. It's tempting for an, an adult, for a man, for a woman. And it didn't just stop with God. Jesus his son did the same thing. Peter, I know you've been fishing all night. I know, I know you know fishing, but but I want you to go out again now that it's day, and, and I want you to launch into the deep. It's unreasonable because one, he had been fishing all night long. It's not like he didn't know what he was doing. It's not like he hadn't tried all, all the spots where he knew fishing was good. It, it's unreasonable because here is this preacher telling a fisherman, a professional fisherman, how to do his job better. Jesus. Jesus says to his disciples, listen, uh, disciples tried to tell Jesus to send these people home, give the benediction because they're hungry. And Jesus says, nope. Don't send them home, sit them down, and you feed them. Unreasonable requests. Sometimes God says stuff and asks things of us that just seem and feel unreasonable, seem and feel like it's too much. That's, that's too much to do. That's too much to ask. That's too much to put on me. And, and Jesus, Jesus goes further in making the same kind of requests of us, even as disciples, when he says to us, I, I want you to love those who hate you. <laughs> I want you to bless those who curse you. I want you to do good for those and, and pray for those who, who, who despitefully use you. God, I, I want you to forgive 70 times seven. I'm talking about unreasonable requests. You mean 70 times seven, 490, that's almost five. You want me to forgive somebody almost 500 times? I mean, since you're keeping a score, have you reached that yet? Can you say you've forgiven someone 500 times? J Jesus, God says, God says this. I'm going to bless somebody right here. God says this. It's unreasonable today. But God says, I want you to stay married. I know you weren't expecting that. Yes, he did. God said that. You say, what? Where is that in scripture? Where is it in scripture that God says, I want you to stay married? In, in Malachi 2 and 16, God says, I hate divorce. 
That's what God says. He says, I hate, I hate divorce, which means he wants you to stay married. That might seem like an unreasonable request, given what some marriages are made of and, and what goes on in some, some marriage. It requires some forgiveness, 500 times worth of forgiveness. Okay. So let's, oh, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I treading too, 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 too deeply already? Let me, let me, let me ask you to go with me then to the book of Genesis. Genesis, Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. I want to teach tonight from something that, I mean, I've, I've preached this text number of times. I want to teach it tonight and pray that it will pray that it will bless you. That it will bless you to be able to trust God when it seems like God is being unreasonable. Genesis, Genesis 22. We're just going to read for a little while. All right. Genesis 22. Beginning with verse one. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. There he is again. <laughs> I'll tell you when you get there, right? So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. Cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. He took in his hand the fire and the knife, so they went both of them together. Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. When they came, to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order, bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on your boy or do anything to him for now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by his thorn, by his horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, by myself, I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. I will surely multiply your offering as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned with his young men and they rose and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham lived at Beersheba. Amen. Thus ends the reading of God's holy word. So you all know this story. 
you, you've read it a number of times, I'm sure. You, you, you've studied it in Sunday school a number of times, Vacation Bible School. You've, you've seen the pictures, the illustrations of, of this man, um, Abraham, taking his son and binding him and raising a knife to slay him. You've seen all of that. You've, you've read it all. But before we get to any of that, I want to start by trying to examine this unreasonable request. Oh, yeah. Don't act like it wasn't unreasonable. That, that, that was unreasonable. I mean, you can look back at it in 2023 with the luxury of knowing what God was up to, but put yourself in Abraham's shoes. God says, I want you to take your son, your only son. Now, first of all, this was not his only son. It was the only son that was living in the house with him. Remember, he already had Ishmael. But Ishmael and Hagar had been put out of the house at the request of his wife, Sarah. And God agreed to it, that it should be so. And so God says, I want you to take this son, Isaac, because this was, watch this, this is the promised son. This is the one that I promised you. We should take this one. And I want you to do the unthinkable and sacrifice him to me. Now, folks, if you think for one moment that that was not unreasonable, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how how you define reason. So it, it's, it's unreasonable for a number of reasons. It's unreasonable because first of all, first of all, first of all, that's not moral. I mean, we could go real deep here, y'all. What is God up to to ask of such? That, that you would ask Abraham, the guy that you're going to bless, to do something that's not even moral. To kill your son? Right? So what is God up to? What, what, what kind of unreasonable request is this? Here, we, we, we're, given, we're given a clue. We're given a clue. In verse one, we're given a clue in verse one. Look at verse one. We're given a clue in verse one. After these things, God tested Abraham. Highlight that word tested. He tested Abraham. He tested Abraham. So, so, so the first thing, the first thing I really, I really, if we're going to trust God, we're going to trust God when we think that God is being unreasonable. First thing I want to encourage you to do is to trust God with the process. Trust God with the process. What the scripture lets us in on is the fact that it was a test. It was a test. It was, it was God, it was God saying to Abraham, it was God putting Abraham through a process of testing. And if and if you're gonna if you're gonna trust God 
when it seems like he's being unreasonable, first thing you got to do is trust God with this process, believing that it is a process. Ah, see, here, here is, here is why things seem unreasonable to us because, because we can't see the reason in what God is doing. But here's what you got to keep in mind. Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55. Ah, I'm going to try to help somebody tonight. Isaiah 55 verses eight and nine. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God says, listen, the reason it's unreasonable to you is because you don't think like I think. You aren't where I am. You don't see what I see. You don't know what I know. I know it's unreasonable to you because your reason is not nearly as high as mine. So it's it's got to be unreasonable to you because you don't see what I see. You don't know what I know. You don't sit where I sit. You don't have what I have. It's got to be unreasonable to you. Good God of my. It has to be unreasonable to you. You, 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 you don't see from my vantage point. I, I sit high and look low. You, you, you sit low and look high. We're operating from different perspectives. It's got to be unreasonable to you. Is, is anybody with me tonight? Go to Psalm, Psalm 92 and 5, Psalm 92 and 5. How great are your works, O Lord, the psalmist says. Your thoughts are very, what? Deep. Your thoughts are very deep. You got to know, you got to know that whatever is going on in your life, God has thought about it deeply. God has considered it deeply, deeper than you know, deeper than you can imagine. He understands it at levels you can never comprehend. And it's unreasonable to us, but it makes perfect sense. To a perfect God. I know. It's unreasonable for us, but to God, Psalm 77, Psalm 77 and 19, Psalm 77 and 19, I'm, I hope I'm helping somebody. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. <laughs> your footprints were unseen. We're trying to make it make sense. For a God who can't be seen. Not only can we not see him, we can't even see his footprints. Are you hearing me? So, so, so yes, it's bound to be unreasonable. Yes, it's bound to seem unreasonable. Yes, it's bound to not make sense to us at all because God's ways are further than we could ever imagine. His thoughts are are higher than we can ever ascend. His ways and his thinking is deeper than we could ever go. He considers more than we ever know. And he has in mind purposes that we could never imagine. Romans 11 and 33. Romans 11 and 33, you know it. Uh, oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable, <laughs> there it is, how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. You, you need to put, you, you need to, you need to, you need to, you need to just draw that one in right now. 
the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. Are you hearing that? It's unreasonable to us because his ways are just so far beyond us. I mean, think about it. He's from everlasting to everlasting. He, he knew everything before it ever came into existence. He knows everything that and the way that things will work out. And so it's got to be unreasonable to us because we are operating within finite spaces and finite time, and we're trying to make it make sense for an infinite God. Oh, okay, all right. So all I'm trying to say is, trust God with the process. Because here it is, y'all. Can I, can I tell you this? The process has purpose. I, I need you to write that down. The process has purpose. Oh yeah, the process has purpose. Genesis 50 and 20. Here, here, here is when you know um, that stuff, stuff that was unreasonable when you, when you come out of it and when you can look back on it and when you can start to see the, the hand and the fingerprint and the footsteps of God, and you can see where God was moving and how God was operating and where God was orchestrating things. Genesis 50 and 20. Look at what it says. This is Joseph to his brothers, the brothers who sold him into slavery. Joseph to his brothers, the brothers that left him in a pit to be dead. The, the brothers, the brothers that 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 sold him out. Genesis 50 and 20. Joseph says to his same brothers, he says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. God says, jo Joseph says, listen, it was what you did to me was absolutely unreasonable. What God allowed to happen to me when I was in jail, when I was in that pit, I thought it was all absolutely unreasonable. It didn't make sense. It was too much. But now that I where I am, now that now that I'm second in line, now that I see where God was moving, now that I understand it all, you meant it for evil, but God was setting me up so that I could bless my people. God used it for good. You got to trust. God with the process. Believe that the process has purpose. The process has. Now, I cannot, I cannot promise you that the process doesn't come with some pain. I can't promise you that. I cannot promise you that the process will not have you in tears. I can't promise you that. I cannot promise you that that the process will cause you to make you want to come to church and praise God every day. I can't promise you that, but I can promise you that the process has purpose. It has purpose. Let, let, let me help you. Let me help you with, let me help you this way. This is how you trust God with the process. Here it is. Remember I brought up Noah a little while ago? God's request to Noah seemed absolutely unreasonable until it started raining. It was unreasonable until the earth was flooded with rain. Uh, Jesus' request to Peter to launch out into the deep after he had been fishing all night long and had caught nothing, Jesus' request to Peter to launch out into the deep was unreasonable until his net was full of fish. 
Jesus' request to the disciples to feed the 5,000, not counting the women and the children, was absolutely unreasonable until he took fish and bread and multiplied it. What are you saying? I'm saying God can do some things and ask of us some things that seem unreasonable until we get to the point and see where God was moving, how God was orchestrating, and see that the process had purpose all the time. Is anybody hearing me? Is anybody hearing me? Yes, yeah, so, somebody, somebody just need to somebody just need to believe God until. <laughs> until he turns it around. Until. Un, until the process makes sense. Until the purpose become, get, becomes to be revealed. You just need to trust God until he works it for your good. Somebody say until. Ah, okay. All right. So trust God with the process. How am I doing on time? Oh, Lord. Trust God with the process. Number two, or maybe this is number three. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> trust God for the provisions. Trust God for the provisions. Look at verse number eight. Verse number eight. Verse number eight reads this. Uh, Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. Now, this is this is this is after Isaac has raised the question, right? Isaac, Isaac is looking and he sees that there's wood. He sees that there's fire. And, and and Isaac knows that 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 because they are going to worship the Lord, that there should be a sacrifice, which means, blessed God, that, that Abraham had been doing his job as a father, teaching Isaac what worship was. I really could take off and preach a whole nother sermon right there. Uh, the importance of fathers uh, leading in worship. That, that Abraham had done his job at home so much so that Isaac looked and knew that something was missing in worship. Good God Almighty. Bless the Lord when our children are, are, are astute enough, are spiritually sensitive enough to look and know when something is askew in worship. I, 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 Bless the Lord. <laughs> um, um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we have young people at Cade Chapel who can come and share with me as pastor and share with some of our Sunday school teachers things when they go off to college and they see what's out there and, and what's going on in some, some, some other uh, places and some other churches and and not to compare but yes to say that listen that there was something missing that, that they, they did this but they didn't do this and it's not just culture and tradition but it's saying something is missing the spirit was missing they they had all of this they had the sights they they had the sounds they had the lights they had the music but there was something good god almighty there was something missing the, the spirit was not there. This this thing, it, it, it. Okay, let me stop. Let me get back to my lesson. <laughs> let me get back to my lesson. Um, but 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 Isaac said something, something is is missing. I see the fire, I see the wood, but where is the sacrifice? And and here's here's what Abraham says to his son. He says, God will provide. God will provide. Did you see it? The Lord will provide. He, he, here's what I need you to know. When, when God seems unreasonable, trust God for the provisions. There is nothing, listen to me, there is nothing for which the Lord will ask you that he will not provide 
or give you what you need to complete the assignment. God will ask nothing of you that he will not give you what you need in order to fulfill and complete the assignment. In other words, God's going to give you what you need. God is going to give you what you need. The Lord is going to give you exactly what you need to get through what you're going through to complete the assignment, the provision. He's going to give it to you. Isaac says, where, where is it? Abraham says, I am convinced the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. Now you got to know, you got to know Abraham's feeling some kind of way because up until this point, all he knows is what the Lord has said. This is his only son, so you know he loves him. This is the promised child, so you know he wants to protect him at all costs. Right? And all Abraham can do is move forward believing that the Lord will provide. Now, somebody's saying, well, how do you know Abraham didn't intend to go through with it? You got to go back, y'all. You got to go back to verse, let me see, I think that was verse number five. Uh, 22, verse number five. Yeah, go back to verse number five. Genesis 22, verse number five. Look at it. Look at it, verse number five. Here's, here's what Abraham says. Remember when he's with his, uh, uh, his, his attendants? And there it is. Then Abraham said to his young man, stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship, right? And come again to you. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. Abraham goes believing that he and Isaac were going to come back. Which lets me know that Abraham believed that somehow the Lord was going to provide. I, I, I don't, I, he says, I, I don't know it. I don't know what God is going to do, but I believe that before the day is done, I'm coming back with my son. <laughs> yeah. And so trust God with the process. Trust God for the provision. Trust God for the provisions. Philippians 4 19. Philippians 4 19. You know what it says. My God shall what? My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? That means simply... God will provide. I pray somebody is getting this tonight. God will provide. Thirdly, and I'm through for tonight. Thirdly, and I'm through. So you got to trust God with the process. When he's when it seems like God is being unreasonable, trust him with the process and believe that the process has purpose. Trust God for the provisions. In other words, God, God is going to give you what you need in order to get through what you're going through. God is going to give you what you, God is going to give you what you need in order to complete that assignment. God is going to provide for you and supply for you that which you need in order to get on the other side of that thing. Thirdly, here it is. Trust God for preservation. Trust God for preservation. Ah, verse 12. Here it is. I'm done. Verse 12. Look at verse 12. Verse 12. Angel comes and says to Abraham, here it is. Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Do not lay your hand on the boy. Don't do it. Abraham, Abraham, stop. 
And when God arrests Abraham and causes him to stop, he is preserving the life of Isaac. He is preserving not only Isaac's life, but he is preserving the relationship between father and son and the relationship between father and Abraham. It's preserving it. Because you got to know. You got to know. That's the kind of thing that will cause a lot of believers to lose faith. I want you to know and I want you to trust tonight that God is your keeper. God is keeping you. God is preserving you. He's kept you this long. He's kept you this far. And he's not going to stop keeping you now. When God seems unreasonable, trust God for preservation. Psalm 41, these three scriptures and I'm done. Psalm 41, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 41, verses 1 and 2. Blessed is the one who considers the poor in the day of trouble. The Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. The Lord, what? Verse 2, protects keeps. He's a preserver. When God seems unreasonable, trust that the Lord is preserving you. He's keeping you. Go to Isaiah, Isaiah 26 and 3. Isaiah 26 and 3. You keep him in what perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he what trusts in you. The Lord keeps you in perfect peace. Somebody, somebody ought to be a witness that listen, there's some things that were unreasonable that you felt were unreasonable and yet God didn't let you lose your mind in it, but he kept you in perfect peace. This last scripture, and I'm, I'm through for tonight, Psalm. I, I love this one, y'all. If y'all don't know this, you just need to write, commit this whole Psalm to, to, to meditation tonight. Psalm 121. Psalm 121 verses one through eight, and I'm done. Psalm 121, verses 1 through 8. I lifted my eyes to the hills from whence doth my help come. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. If you don't get anything else from this word tonight, the Lord is your keeper. He's your keeper. And when life feels unreasonable, when it seems like God is being unreasonable in, in his test of you, remember Remember, it's a process. Trust the process. Trust God with the process. Yeah, let me, yeah. Uh, you hear that all the time. People say it in the world, trust the process. I say trust God with the process. I don't just trust the process. I trust the God who, who knows the process. The God who is in charge of the process. The God who planned the process the God who understands the process, the God who is looking at the process. And then I trust him 
I trust that the process has a purpose, that it's going somewhere, it's leading to something. I trust God for the provisions that he's gonna give me what I need in order to get through my assignment, get through this moment, get through this season, get through this stuff, get through this happening, get, get through this pain, this hurt, get through this stuff that I don't understand. And then I'm trusting God that he's going to keep me. He's going to keep my mind in perfect peace. He's going to preserve me. He didn't bring me this far to leave me. That's all I get. That's all I get. I pray that it was enough. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all. Yeah. Can seem like life is unreasonable sometimes, y'all. But God knows what God is doing. Trust him. Trust him when you can't trace him. Trust him when you can't see him. Trust God that there is some reason behind what seems unreasonable. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we bless you. We thank you tonight. We thank you, O oh God, for an on-time word. You are an on-time God. And Lord, we pray now. I pray, God, for my brother and my sister who, who is going through a difficult moment, difficult season, difficult experience. You know who they are, you know where they are, you know what they're dealing with. And Lord, right now, I pray. I pray, God, that everything that feels unreasonable, that seems unreasonable, that looks unreasonable. God, that even if you don't explain it. That you'll simply give us faith to trust you. Even if it never makes sense to us. God, give us the faith to know that you know what you're doing. That you see it. That you understand it. And that you will preserve us in it and through it. We thank you, Lord, for every provision that you give. We thank you, Lord, for every test that you issue. We thank you, Lord, believing that it all does work for our good and that we are the called according to your purpose. We bless you tonight. And we ask now that we would walk now by faith and not by our limited sight and understanding. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Listen, family and friends day. We'll see you this weekend, Saturday, Saturday for the community and family fest. And then Sunday, bring your family, bring your friends, bring them all, y'all. Bring them all. We're going to have a good time in the Lord. There's going to be another good word for family and friends on Sunday. We'll see you all this weekend. God bless you.